For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast. Before I get started, I would like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Corksfield, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, time to go to bfwdenver.com. Get yourself some 2017 Cabernet. Um, it's something that I think you will enjoy. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Maybe may my the favorite wine I've had in a long time. There's other really good things they got there. They got some Pinot, they got some uh, blends, they got a Malbec, they got a Syrah. They got the things that you really want in a wine store uh, or wine establishment. They're not a store, but they do sell wine. And uh, go to bfwdenver.com and go get yourself some wine. Or you can go in. Uh, looks like they're going to be, be able to increase capacity to about 50%. Uh, so if you are comfortable and wanting to go in and uh, get yourself some wine in a safe, socially distanced way, go on in. And uh, But if you're like me and you uh, can't risk it until you get vaccinated, uh, go out to uh, bfwdenver.com and order yourself. Uh, uh, they deliver, they ship, and they, you can do curbside pickup, uh, whichever is, is uh, more comfortable for you. Uh, they also have some cart partnerships with some Western Slope wineries called Restoration and Storm Cellars, plus a uh, plus a, a winery in the Elk Mountains of Colorado. Uh, so anything you want. They truly are a local business, and local business needs your support right now during this pandemic. Go to bfwdenver.com. If you want to go down and pick up your wine bottle, it's uh, between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. When you go in or when you talk to them, Tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sends you there. They're also on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. I'm, I'm, I've, in a throwback again, I'm outside because it is like 65 out here in Denver in January, and it is absolutely gorgeous. I understand that, of course, we'll, winter will rear its ugly head here in a couple days. So I'm enjoying the sun as much as I possibly can right now. Um, in that spirit, we just had the most the, the most ridiculous, most disastrous press conference I have seen in Denver, maybe in the 35 years I have been watching sports. Uh, it is awful. It was it was an awful display of of whiny, uh, uninformed. Myopia on display from Dick Monfort and Jeff Breidich. It was it was truly a spectacle to watch. And I won't go over everything. I wish I had the recording with me right now, but I'm not part of Rocky's media. But I, I couldn't get away with not podcasting about this. We complain about what KSC has been doing with altitude. Okay, I get it. People want to see these Nuggets games. They want to see these Avalanche games. Uh, but by and large... You know, Stan Kroenke has his problems. Uh, Josh Kroenke, um, in association with that, they do not ha- hold a candle 
to what Dick Monfort has done to the Colorado Rockies since the year 2002. I have never seen a owner so... There's no words to describe it. If you if you have seen, I'm assuming by the time that you listen to this podcast, you will have absorbed the press conference. Uh, to give some backstory, Nolan Arenado was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals for five prospects. One of which, uh, one of which was a major league pitcher who is a relief pitcher uh, by the name of Gomber, um, and the other four were really really young prospects. Um, one of the more striking things about this press conference was how neither Jeff Breidich nor Dick Monfort seemed to have any idea about these prospects. It was, it was stunning to me, their lack of, actually, <laughs> of actual knowledge about these prospects was, was, was absolutely, truly stunning. They didn't talk them up. They didn't do anything like that. Normally, when these trades, and, and look, if you've been a Rockies fan for more than five minutes, you will have uh, experienced these things. It happened with Yobaldo Jimenez. It happened with um, Troy Tulowitzki. Uh, it happened with Larry Walker. Um, it ha- they tried to do it with Todd Helton in 2007. Um, they're, they, usually, when they do these press conferences, they spend a majority of the time talking up their prospects. That did not happen. And regardless of the questions asked, which were pointed and very good, uh, by and I have to be, give a special shout out to my friends, uh, my friend Mark Kisla, and his former colleague uh, Woody Page, uh, for asking some direct and very pointed questions, particularly uh, uh, Woody Page, who got me the answer, which is the title of this podcast, and I'll get to that at the end of the podcast. Um. They they did not even bother to talk up these prospects, and it was stunning. But what was even worse was Dick Monfort mentioning about six or seven times the size of Nolan Arenado's contract. It was truly, truly stunning. While trying to blame Nolan Arenado for asking out, right, they turned around and, and, and postulated that his contract was really big. It was, it was this, it was this weird, dico- contradictory dichotomy that was, I think, every Rockies fan should be absolutely insulted by. I've never seen an ownership group so intent on self-sabotage. They get credit for being money makers, and they plead poor. Um, the narrative that they are somehow, that they are somehow. Uh, these kings of making money is belied by the fact that they constantly are telling people they're poor. Um, at one point during the press conference, Dick Monfort says we, they will never be in line for a top prospect, for a top uh, free agent. He came right out and said it. I think that's the first time that has ever happened in the history of this organization, going back 28 years, that someone has said that they will not be going after any top free agents. And he was using that in relation to talking about Nolan Arenado's contract, which he brought up, like I said, seven times, unprompted. Which, he wanted credit for signing Arenado to 
that big ass contractor, which was $260 million, eight years, $260 million, uh, with the opt out after three. And then he wanted to tell you how much was in the contract. Think about that, folks. Think about the, the contradiction that is in evidence here. Meanwhile, Jeff Breidich, who, let's face it, is probably one of the primary reasons Nolan Arenado asked to be traded, obfuscated a lot of times. Now, I will give him credit in a sense that he took, took more responsibility than Dick Monfort did. Dick Monfort's, and I think this is where we're going to probably focus on this podcast, which I, don't, I hope is not very long, okay? This will probably be a short CSG, and Nuggets fans who are listening to this, I apologize, you're used to hearing Nuggets stuff, but I could not... I could not comment, I couldn't let this escape. I couldn't let this moment in history go by. I've seen a lot of sports. I have seen a ton of sports in Denver um, in my time. The Avalanche have never really had a disastrous press conference. Um, The Nuggets, probably the worst one they had was Josh Kroenke post-firing George Carl. Um, in 2013. That wasn't a good moment for Josh. Uh, he's learned from that. But outside of that, they really haven't given in, uh, in, in since uh, basically Bino and Lee were fired, were, were hired, and Doug Moe had to announce his own firing. That, that's, I think that one comes close. Doug Moe announcing his own firing in 1990 was probably the closest we have come to this this level of what what the fuck is him? Um, and Doug Moe had to do it because uh, no one else in that goddamn organization at the time would do it. But right now, this is this is really unquestionably the worst press conference I have ever seen. There was also John the post John Embry firing press conference, which Mike Bone didn't seem to know what the hell he was doing. Um, is also right up there. That is right up there in the top three worst press conferences I have seen. But this one takes the cake. And in a way that is perfectly Dick Monfort, and in another ways infuriatingly Dick Monfort. Woody Page asked a question, which um, I, I, I appreciate the forthrightness of it. And he asked Dick Monfort, did you consider firing Jeff Breidich? Now, the context of that is, like I said before, Jeff Breidich and his confrontation uh, with uh, Nolan Arenado post-2019 regular season uh, was the catalyst for this and be, began to put things in motion um, to lead us to this point. That really was it. It wasn't the contract that Nolan signed. It was that confrontation post-2019 when, uh, based on the reports that I have heard, there was some personal, extremely personal things exchanged between the two of them. Jeff Breidich has never been known as a guy who can handle people, which is interesting because he is a GM. Kind of reminds me of Sam Hinkie, although Hinkie was uh, was like too afraid and passive-aggressive to get into direct confrontations. Uh, uh, Jeff Breidich is generally considered to be an a-hole, and uh, that, that part caught up with him there. Um, and Dick Monfort, in his reply to Woody Page's question, was, I did not consider firing Jeff Breidich, although I did considering firing myself. Think about that for a second. You know what, Dick Monfort? Fire yourself for the good of Colorado ba- ba- baseball. In 2002, when you forced out 
the only owner in the Colorado Rockies history who wanted to go for it, Jerry McMorris. You forced him out because he had basically signed Mike Hampton and Denny Nagel to two big contracts that didn't work out. Uh, McMorris got the blame and not Dan O'Dowd for that. Um, and McMorris was the managing partner at the time. And what happened was, uh, <laughs> what happened was um, both Dick and Charlie Montford blamed uh, Jerry McMorris for that and began the process of completely buying him out of being an owner starting in 2002. And it just got to the point where McMorris was completely out of the Rockies by 2005. The owner that went for it was Jerry McMorris. And since Dick and Charlie Monfort have taken over, the, they have been... The, the prospect of any big contracts has hung over their heads. They hated the contract that they gave to Todd Helton. They hated the contract that Larry Walker signed. They hated the contract that they were supposed to give Matt Holliday. They hated the money that they gave Troy Tulowitzki. They hated the money that they gave Carlos Gonzalez. And it has been a pattern over the entire course of history of the Dick and Charlie Montfort and now Dick Montfort owning this, this Rockies team. And it has been, they don't like the big contracts. Jerry McMorris actually tried when Mike Hampton and Denny Nagel signed in 2000. He tried. It didn't work out, but he tried. He was going for it. The Rockies have not gone for it in, oh, that's 21 years ago now, right? In 21 years, the Rockies have not gone for it. And that is all on Dick Monfort. Since 2000, since the year 2000, the Rockies have been to the playoffs four times, went to the World Series once. Uh, I, people hate this, but I'm just going to go out and say it. The 2007 World Series run, as wonderful and wacky and, and, and sublime as it was, was a complete fluke that took the greatest run we have seen in Major League Baseball history. Right? That, that was a middling Rockies team that got extremely hot and played their way into the World Series. But they weren't good. They were not a good team. They were an okay team. The 2009 Rockies were better. But marginally so. And then they got uh, knocked out of the playoffs by the Phillies. 2017, they get into the playoffs barely, get to the play-in game, uh, lose to the lose to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Get the play-in game again uh, the following year against the Cubs, beat the Cubs, get swept by the Brewers. Um, there was a minor progression to some good feeling and good vibes in 2017-18. But what you have seen since then is uh, poor free agent signings to, to shore up the bullpen by Breidich. A lack of ability to go for it. No trades at the trade deadline. Um, a team that, by and large, has, was stuck in 2017. And the rest of the NL West su- suppressed them. And the Rockies stayed the same and got worse. Can you really blame Nolan Arenado 
for his feelings and wanting out. Can you? I can't. So you know what? Fire yourself, Dick. Fire yourself. This team is not going to get better with you as the owner. You're going to concentrate on the extremely cost overrun and huge uh, uh, McGregor Square project, which uh, is, despite his protestations to the contrary, is he's a primary investor in that project, and the cost overruns are immense. You're going to concentrate on building a party deck. Fine. Makes you a lot of money. Great. It's the greatest bar in Denver. Greatest bar in Lodo. Yeah, sure. All that's good. But until you commit to putting an actual good product on the, on the field, on the baseball diamond, you ain't going to be shit. You've had, tw- almost, you've had 19 years at this point to prove that you can do it, Dick. And it's very, very clear that you aren't committed to it. You are not committed to it. So you know what? Take your own damn advice, Dick. Fire yourself. Talk to you later.